0: You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Monday, so it's time for Shapiro World with David Shapiro from Sassafin Securities. He's based in Johannesburg. We'll start with South Africa. I want to go on to America because it is Independence Day after all. But let's start in South Africa. What a terrific day on the JSE! 2.5% up at last time I looked. What's going on? You know, I'm not, to be
1: honest, I'm not quite sure. I don't know whether this is a throwback. From the moves that we saw in the U.S. market uh, just before close on Friday, uh, mm-hmm. it was—I think it was an early close—but we had a big, big turnaround as the market took off. And there were a number of features there that still remain a feature. And and we've seen in we saw in the market there a huge drop in rates. Yes. And and Lindsay, when you do the maths, when you actually write down what happened. It's quite remarkable what we've seen uh, you know in, in, in rate. Um, because the market's closed now, I can't really uh, you know I don't know what's going to happen today, but remember the 10- year rate, which is the benchmark that we use uh, as as a measure of where interest rates are likely to go and the fear of inflation. Mm. The 14th of June they went up to 348 percent I got 349
0: okay. and a half at mm. one stage. I, I don't it know. If it, I've got it to, but, but anyway, let's call it 350 David yes. Let's round it up to 350. Yeah, I will
1: call it 350. 289 yeah. the
0: close on Friday.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that is a um, and, you know, that's a massive drop. Call Well, the rate dropped about 17-odd percent, you know, if you want to measure it around about that. Yeah. Now, for bond market, that's a huge... And what does it spell? You know, I don't, I don't know whether this is that inflation's under control or they fear that it's peak, or alternatively they now worries about recession. You know, in other words, oh, because rates have gone up, there's going to be a recession, therefore eventually rates will start to come down. It's very hard to read these things. Or alternatively, uh, there's fear uh, dollar uh, sorry fear in global markets and therefore dollars flowing into it. It could be a combination of all three. I don't know the exact reason. All I do know is that having feared that rates would go a lot higher, they've suddenly turned and gone down. That's the one point number one. Yeah. The second one has been the mammoth sell off in commodities. Right. You know, and and you saw copper fell below eight thousand. Uh, that was when the uh, uh, the war broke out you know, early in March, just after Russia invaded Ukraine. Copper went up to 10,700 on. It's now below 8,000, which is a drop of over 25%. And we've seen it in your famous wheat. Yes. You know, wheat has come down. I think we've spoken. Iron ore has come down. Palladium. All of, um, all of these have come down quite dramatically. And... Um, if you look even at that, that Bloomberg Commodity Index, which, which one do you follow? I look then at a, the
0: Commodity Research Bureau Index. as one I've always yeah. watched ever since I was mm. uh, first cutting my teeth on a desk in London. We always used to look at the CRB, so I've, I've stuck slavishly with it. But uh, I'm sure the Bloomberg no, one is probably right. more refined.
1: I, I don't know. Well, I use it simply because I've got it on, on my screen. But either of them, you know, whatever they do measure... You've seen a, a, a fall in that. So mm. why, why I bring this up is that, um, yes, uh, markets did take off and we can give a lot of, you know, there's a, there are a lot of uh, um, ups and downs. What can I say? Different interpretations. But that's why I'm a little surprised that the market, our market, has taken off like it has. And it's been driven up by resources. By resource. Yeah. Yeah. Against this kind of backdrop that I'm saying, you know, that I'm holding. So I'm saying, hold on a sec. The resource prices are coming down dramatically. You know, they're falling. The oil price in South Africa has gone up again. Sorry, the petrol price has gone up. Right. And they're going to withdraw whatever subsidies they've had. So we're going to be paying through our neck 26 rand for a liter or something like that. And the market's taken off, but mainly on the commodity side. So I'm a little puzzled by why it is strong. As it has been or is today, because there's uh, um, a lot of big gains, particularly in platinums are up about 7%, you know, and at 7% in parlour. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I must say I'm a bit confused by the strength of the market uh, against what we've seen, you know, the the underlying movement. So I can't quite join the. Th- Thoughts at the moment.
0: No, I'm just looking at the copper price. The, the, the one that I use is it's in US dollars per pound of copper. You use the London Metal Exchange price of dollars per ton. I'm looking back on March the 4th, 2022, which was what, about 10 days after the war started. Mm-hmm. It peaked at $4.87 a pound. It's now $3.58 a pound. Now that yeah. is um, what is that? That's yeah, as you say, mm-hmm. it's about 25-26%, something like that. These moves are really big and and the, the steel price today, David, let me just go back. Because mm. these are terribly a important. Yeah. I mean, these are raw materials for people that make stuff. And, and obviously, then that filters down to the consumer. So presumably, they'll lower their prices. The steel price was, that was yesterday, down 6%. But anyway, steel, which is used in, yeah. I don't know what it's used in. What do you use steel for? You don't use it in cars anymore. <laughs> it's aluminum.
1: What do you use steel for? Food? Tin everything, cans? Everything that you do. Yeah. Mm. Steel, you use it. In building, I mean that's the biggest consumer of steel,
0: yeah. and
1: that's where the iron ore goes to to uh, China. You know, mainly on the construction side, uh, a lot of steel goes into that. And of course, in any kind of infrastructure, or whether you're building bridges or whatever, uh, there's always an element of steel in there. Not so,
0: not so dramatic. It's about 15% weaker, but I don't think there's a commodity anywhere that hasn't yes. suffered recently unless it's some of these obscure ones or rather uh, less traded ones like lithium and um, and rhodium and things like that but yeah you're quite right will it filter through to inflation though will it be translated into inflation peaking and not only peaking but coming down from its eight nine percent depending on which country you're talking about will it come back to four five percent or as wayne mccurry likes to think next year it'll be back at two and a half to three percent i think that's a bit fanciful a bit outlandish but it looks as though to me that it's going to come down, short, medium term. What do you think?
1: Well, that's that's what the uh, the direction of the market is, um, and what's happened now is that the talk is not around inflation anymore. There's no worry. What what is a concern now is is that uh, economies will go into recession, but no one seems to forecast what kind of recession, deep recession, flat recession, whatever it is. Um, so I think it's, it, you know, there's still a lot of concerns about what lies ahead. And um, so we got here we go again. You know, I'm saying now, now that inflation is, is, is no longer a big threat, but it still is a threat. I think the big talk now is recession economy slowing down. And therefore, uh, and therefore, growth is going to be lower, and therefore, corporate profits will be lower. Even though mm. we expect some very good corporate profits now for this quarter, uh, yes. down the line uh, we will see them they shrink. So that's mm. the counter argument to anybody who says that corporate profits will be up. But Lindsay, I think the truth is somewhere in the middle. You know, it's not it's not at the extremes. I think that both sides are acting, um, you know, um, how, how should I say, both of them are, are taking very strong stands, and I think both will probably be wrong. We'll meet somewhere in the middle, you know, much slower growth, admittedly. I don't know what the difference is, whether it's a recession or a slowdown. You know, it, 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 it's, it's semantics. Um, I don't know when inflation will peak, it seems to be pretty low, but I think what we are seeing from these prices you know, the, the commodity prices, that things are, obviously, there are concerns. You know, because I, I respect traders. Traders seem to know, they get a feel. You know, if they think that commodity prices are going to go up and that there's a shortage, and and they will start to accumulate. And the fact that prices are coming down, I take as a as, as a strong sign. And I always quote Nick as saying, trade what's in front of you. you yeah. know? So when you start to see this happening, I think there's a story behind it. I, I, saw, I think there is do you, you know like I must tell you something. Please do. And this is this is this is a very interesting story. Uh, I was you know when there, there was I think it's JP Morgan or Morgan Stanley. I think JP Morgan came out and uh, said, you know, we must brace ourselves for an oil price of three
0: hundred
1: and eighty. Oh please. So, <laughs> okay, I do you, you know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. Anyway, I went back to the oil price because everybody's talking about the seventies, and what I remembered, and the reason that I did this, and this is quite interesting, is that I remember being at university in the late sixties and very, you know early seventies and that, and I remember taking my car, and I would go and fill up my motor car. I was driving a Fiat, Fiat. I think it was a one two four. I had the eight fifties, very small, mm. and it would cost me, if anything, two rand, two rand fifty to what to fill the whole car up to fill my car
0: well that was when the dollar rand was was parity wasn't it or maybe even the rand was stronger
1: kind of that whatever it was you know whatever you translate it to i said hold on that's crazy you know what i mean um that am i dreaming or you know am i having one of these dreams about what things are? but when i when you go back and this is why inflation is such an interesting story is that that when I go back, that's exactly what the price was. It wasn't two round 50 but the, but the a barrel of oil, whatever it is, during the late 60s, early 70s, was around about, call it $3, dollars 3 dollars 5 Right. Okay? Then we had the oil crisis, the 73 Yom Kippur War, which led to boycotts, I mean, which led to embargoes. The price went, and this is the important, went up fourfold four to five-fold, yes. from $3 to like $13, 14 $15 in 73. So we had that shock where your oil price, which was a much bigger part of our economy, went up four, five-fold. Okay, that's times five. You know what I mean? It doesn't sound like a lot in terms of today when you say $13 or $14. That persisted for a couple of years until nineteen seventy nine and then we had the second shock. I think that was Yeah it was then. the Shah of Iran, oh.
0: Iran being deposed, yes. That's
1: right. That's yeah. right. The Shah of
0: Iran the Shah of the Iran, oil Iran oil was deposed oil. in nineteen seventy nine um
1: that's right
0: um that's it was actually December around about December mid December nineteen seventy eight and it went from that's right. it was fourteen dollars a barrel and then it went yes, shooting up then to Thirty-eight dollars a barrel. There you are. Within okay. uh, uh, exactly. by by my birthday, February 9, February fifteenth, nineteen eighty, it was nearly forty dollars a barrel.
1: Here you are. So you big move. at a ten-year period mm. from, call it three or four dollars to forty in ten years. Yeah. Okay. That was the difference in the seventies, and not only that, oil was significantly a bigger part of our lives in those days than it is today so i'm saying you know i don't know what the equivalent would be today so i know we have an oil shock at the moment but it, it was no it wasn't close to the severity of what we experienced in those days you know you know and that's what i'm trying to try to say hold on a sec you know that was that was big that was a man so explain
0: this then, david now we don't know we've gone off a tangent as we usually do may 2003 but, the oil price was 24 dollars a barrel and yes, and yes. then and I, as you know my, my economic history hat is has been left at home today then on well, june the 2nd 2008 5 years later it was 140 dollars a barrel yes so yes. it's gone from 24 to 140 uh-huh. how did, and, and what happened yep. then it went the other way well then of course because of the economic recession you know the um, you know the, yeah, the collapse yeah. the, the subprime crisis right. and the collapse of the banks but why in the in the, the, the years before did inflation then? not take off or did it take off you know better than i
1: no no because i'm trying to you know you've got me on weak ground i need to do a bit of research from mm-hmm. from those points. point but there were um, you know, the, I, I suppose there were a lot of issues around the Middle East and why it went up to those levels. Remember, that was when uh, Goldman said it was going to 150, 250, and never ever reached there. Went the other way around.
0: So they were going um, short, just me.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it could have been the wars. It could have been, you know, various other issues, uh, geopolitical issues. But the, what I wanted to illustrate was really to go back to the 70s and say that was proper inflation. You know that had a huge impact on our lives when when the price went up by that level so it's not exactly as impactful today as is that
0: what you're is. saying because of um, alternative energy and yeah. and that sort of thing yeah. is that what you're yeah. saying yeah electric cars that's and so what forth. I'm
1: trying to say I'm mm. just trying to say it's not it has you can't really relate the inflation of the 70s to where we are no. of today you know different and it was a, over an extended it's different yeah
0: and, well, and then I do remember, what, it, I think I think Ted, a, it, it, sorry, it, it, just it, once uh, in my it, head, otherwise I'll forget it. Uh, Ted Heath was the Conservative uh, Prime Minister, strange fellow, a nice chap. He put Britain on a three-day week because they they just couldn't keep the lights on, uh, because they couldn't afford the oil and there were oil-fired uh, power yeah. stations and so on. But here's another one before you make your point. April 2020, the oil price was $24 a barrel again. had come down from 140 yes. to 24 and now it's, it's been to 139, but it's now 100 and 140. Yeah, but if
1: we take COVID, that was COVID April. Yeah. But if we go pre-COVID, it was hovering around 50, 60, so, uh, or thereabouts. Yeah, it we was. Yeah, you're right. excess oil. We had the frackers. We had everybody coming on. You know That brought the price down. Uh, and now what's happened is that uh, uh, we went on this clean energy drive. Um, investment was held back. Now we're going to the frackers and saying, you know, we need you to frack. And they're saying, hold on <laughs> a sec, we're going to frack and then the wall will be over and then you're going to tell us you don't want us to frack, you know. Mm. Just give us, a, give us a guarantee. You know, I would say, give me a guarantee that you will buy my oil for the next price or at least buy me out or something like that. But the point I wanted to make is that I had it in my head and that I was filling up my car at that very low price. <laughs> and therefore I needed to go and say, hold on a sec, was I dreaming? You know it was this because I remember going across in nineteen seventy five mm. uh, that's just before my daughter was born. I think Linda was pregnant with Karen. We went across to America and we did a tour and I remember buying a pair of jeans there they rand uh, could buy a dollar thirty five my wow. one rand would one. Wow. That, my, and I remember buying a pair of jeans, there, patched jeans in Las Vegas or something. Patched. I think it cost me a. Re- yeah, it was. It was like a Curtis Mayfield. It's like a hippie hour.
0: a hippy oh, thing going awful. on there.
1: Yeah, this is. Were well, they four. flares, David? Awful, awful, awful jeans, yeah. <laughs> oh, you had patch flared jeans. Mayfield
0: Goodness me! If really I <laughs> has Linda got any pictures of you? I'm sure your followers would love to see now, that.
1: These were the worst things that I could
0: imagine.
1: <laughs> well, I they can were very imagine. fashionable. <laughs> and they were—they cost me a, a one rand, I think, for a pair of jeans. No. Or something else, you know, yeah. And 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 it just gives you an idea of how bad you know, your taste the, is. That's why, mm. Yeah, but but <laughs> they were awful. I think I wore them once because can you imagine lots of little patches? You know, making up. Yes, a pair I can of
0: imagine, jeans? and oh, it, it appalls me. Terrible.
1: Mm. Mm, it was terrible.
0: How much Some was a beer in those days? If you went if you went into the yeah, the Radium Beer oh. Hall in Louis, on Butter and said, "Give me a give me a, a castle, my dear fellow." Oh. How much would he charge you? 30 cents or something? No, not no, even.
1: 25, 30 cents, mm. not mm. even, yeah. Not even there because I've I've got menus from those times, the Golden Spur and various places.
0: Yeah. And your
1: steaks were one rand 35 or something. You know? I mean, it was crazy.
0: Well, it's crazy so, now, but it was a tidy sum in those days. And how uh, much – if you don't mind me asking, because it doesn't matter. I mean, you were, you were a salaried employee, I suppose, in those days. How much were you paid uh, a month? 300
1: um, I remember when I got – yes, it was – I still have some of the books from our dealers. Who, a, a top dealer was paid 1,200 rand or 1,000 rand. A month? A top, top dealer a month, yeah. Yeah, okay. In the 70s, yeah.
0: Gosh. Top of, dealers.
1: I've got – in fact, I was going through some records there. I've got a lot of records from the 70s, pay books and various things like that. And that's what we were paying our, you know, we were paying our staff a thousand, uh, maybe, you know, one thousand, twelve hundred 1,200 rand maximum in those days. So I was down at, you know, when I first got married in 1971, mm-hmm. uh, my rent cost me 120 rand a month in Yeovil, uh, 120. And that was about... A quarter of my, about a third of my salary, just under a third of my salary. So I was earning four hundred rand. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You were rich. I mean, if you if you work it out in beers, I mean, people talk about the Big Mac index, but if Mm. you if uh, forget about the Gene index because um, I'm I'm still reeling after you've said that. Uh, But if you if you take the if you take the beer index and you say, okay, 25 cents for a beer mm. and you were earning 400 Rand a month. If you divide uh, 25 cents into 400, how many beers that was multiply it today. Cause if you go for a beer yeah, at a bar, uh, it's uh, 50 uh, four, to yeah. 60 euros. I mean, um, mm. Rand and eight pounds in London, incidentally, was it, a it, it, was, it was, was a lot of money you, of you were earning. Rent. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. No, I was comfortable. We were fine. You know, it wasn't rich, but I mean, got by pretty easily. Mm. Food wasn't that expensive. Clothed. That's why I'm saying, you know, to go and fill up my car was, t- you know, two rand, two rand fifty. And that would last, you uh, know, a good week or two, whatever it was. Mm. So that that. You know, but all it is is give you an idea of when inflation did hit us, you know, how hard it, it, it was. And it was that the 70s was uh, 70s and 80s. I think because of inflation, so many people lost their savings you know, ne- were never able to cover it, uh, never took any strategy, you know, not, not uh, understanding that the value of their money was just eroding. And when we came out of it, they um, woke up one day and said, you know, we're poor because they couldn't afford suddenly to, to fill up the car, cost, you know, 10 times more or thereabouts. And uh, the Mercedes that they are, you know, were buying when they had to replace it, it just became unaffordable. So it's, it's something I'm very conscious of at the moment.
0: And it's a good – it's, 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 yeah, I think, mm. yeah, compare it and, and compare what you must do when you do your analysis, if you, yes. if you can be bothered to do so, is, is – is, is, understand the importance of oil in the economic equation, in other words how much, how many power stations were powered by oil how much oil was used compared to what it is today because of electric cars and and everything else, that might be an interesting exercise, in fact it's a fascinating exercise. David, let's talk about South Africa now because we're reminiscing too much or rather I am Um, (laughs) the first thing, uh, get South Africa out the way, PPC came out with a set of results, I think the share price up nearly uh, 5%, that's one of the Things in your stock stock exchange challenge thingy that people have liked. I think PPC because yes. it's a it's it's a not a micro cap but it's a penny stock. What were the results like?
1: Well, they released him um, this some time ago, but it's yeah, but it's um, it's you know the problem with PPC and and number one, they face enormous costs because when you run a factory of that size. It churns off, or it needs a lot of energy. Yeah, that's the big problem. The most important problem, or the most you know severe problem, is that there's no big spending taking place, Lindsay, and uh, you know as a result of that, um, there's very little that they can do. They can't control uh, demand. You know, it's 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 very very difficult. So. Um, I I I think that's what's really holding them back and will continue to hold them back. It's just that there's no big project. There's just not enough money here to, uh, to, to, to pick up on fixed investment. It's something we need. So if companies like the construction industry and particularly PPC are going to rely on... Uh, the odd bucky Bulldo comes round and uh, buys a bag of some man.
0: David, I'm, I'm stupid because I thought it was their, their results coming out, and I thought I'd no, seen the trading no. statement. It's a, it's a no-change yeah. statement. Okay, they came out. Yeah. Earlier on, I do apologise. Yeah, came down a few days ago. That's me, yeah, oh, that's ago. me being yeah. um, uh, stupid. It says audited consolidated financial statements for the year ended thirty yeah. first of March. I thought that was a set of results, but I'm wrong. Uh, they, you were they, right. They
1: were outlast. They they came out with a trading statement. Yeah, that's the it. Market responded on that. But I think I think just on that side of it, it's uh, um, the fact we're going through such a rough time. I think that one's got to brace themselves for some economic shocks here. Um, through no fault of yours, mine, or anybody, other than where you haven't got any electricity. We're, we're going through these kind of issues at the moment. It's yes. very difficult for businesses to provide. And then, of course, that leads to tax receipts, and tax receipts are what you use to actually build the economy. So I think South Africa is, is bracing itself for, I think, a pretty tough period. Um, and People get – you know, mm-hmm. I, 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 this is, I'm not talking pessimism. I never. I look at the world. You know what I'm saying. I hate to talk like this. I say, but sometimes one's got to be realistic and say, okay, if I'm not going to put my money here, where do I put it? You know, what do I do with it? Mm. So that's that's how we look at things and that without being, but we've got to be realistic about what what is happening here. And I think that you saw the you saw the consumer uh, confidence. Uh, indices you know down at I think lows that we haven't seen for I don't know how many years people don't feel good about what's happening here and this is Lindsay I've got to say it's not helped by government it's not helped by by the scandal that's unfolding uh, with Cyril Ramaphosa you know no answers no explanation people want to know answers how come you had so much money in a in a couch, you know, so what, why was the reason, and when you can't explain to people just then say, okay, well, we've had enough of this, you know, just had enough, and that comes on, pos- on top of the Zonda Commission and all the other issues, and then we have um, inflation here and we have no, no um, you know, no electricity. So, mm. it's, it's, you know, people do feel pretty despondent, and I think that, that uh, not today, it's not telling on the market, but uh, it, is, it is affecting the mood of this country.
0: Okay, let's talk about another country just for the last couple of minutes, because you, you do like America. I know you do, uh, but you like a certain type of America and that's Boston yeah. and, and New York, um, because that's not yeah. America. We know that. That is not right. America. That's not right. Iowa, right. Oklahoma, Kansas, Missouri, Alabama, yeah. where, right. they, where they've uh, outlawed yeah. uh, abortion. I abortion. think America yeah. is, a company, is a country in a serious crisis. It's split okay. down the middle, and Perfect. it was split down the middle uh, by one Donald Trump, and now yeah. people are feeding feeding off that, and it hasn't gone away. And I find it rather disturbing.
1: Very much so. I think I think I remember America in the sixties and seventies, and it's got that feel, mm. just of a nation completely split. Uh, do you remember Barry goldwater no um, you know, politicians like that who were right wing except i think in that stage the the republican party was slightly more balanced and uh, didn't quite get the support um, i i, 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 I think that America at the moment, um, you know, during the know, when those during the sixties when They were bringing in civil rights, uh, the civil rights movement, where they were trying to change the laws there, Um, and uh, the, the nation was split. You know, despite the fact that they managed to get legislation changed, I still think that it was never completely embraced. And there was a lot of anger. We saw a lot of anger during the Vietnam War, which was the late 60s, early 70s. You know, know, America then, it was exploding. I just feel the same thing now. I just don't feel the cohesion. I don't feel that the states are united. I just feel that there's bitterness on on both sides. Uh, When I talk to my daughter, uh, it's quite an interesting thing because there's still a lot of standoff against the liberals as well so, you know, I mean, she, she's she's far from Republican, you know, far, far from it. But I mean, she does say that there's a lot of hatred and anger towards uh, the liberals with their ideas, you know, the inclusion, uh, forcing inclusion, forcing kids to, you know, I, I'm not going to go into the LGB, uh, et cetera, et cetera, mm. talk or something like that. But it's it's it's. Pushing a lot of people away that would go away from Trump more towards the centre, it's keeping them leaning right. So I think yeah, me, they, have they have managed it very well, and I don't do think
0: Kamala lot. Harris is a good vice president. It, it, no. And then people will say you're sexist. No, it's just that she's weak. She's anonymous almost. Uh, Joe Biden's yeah. a little bit dodgery, but uh, you know he's, oh. he's infinitely preferable to. Donald Trump, if, you wonder, if anyone wants to watch something that sort of sums up what was happening in the 60s, um, the, 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 the period of, of which you spoke, watch Mississippi Burning with Gene Hackman and Willem Dafoe yes. uh, about the murder of a couple of Jewish boys yep. and a black chap, and it was based on a true story, and it, it just shows you in this little Mississippi town the <sighs> hatred and the splits, yep. the divide between the north and the south. And that's what you've got now. Mm. And I don't know where, where always, it'll end.
1: Yeah. You know you know it's always been there, Lindsay. It's it's never gone away. But it was never it was never fifty percent of the country, it was maybe twenty, twenty five percent I think, might have felt that way. Mm. You know, so there was always a fringe that were far right, you know, and, and, and felt that way. But there was always a sensible centre. And that kind of center at the moment is kind of leaning towards uh, the right, you know, instead of and, – and, 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 you know, the fact that, that there, uh, Trump is still a prime candidate for the presidency in 2024 to stand
0: for that. <laughs> that would be just, funny.
1: I don't, know, I don't know what the word is. I can't understand the consciousness of Americans that they can actually allow that to happen, particularly after the revelations last week during this – January the 6th investigation, you know, uh, that, that he wanted to grab the wheel, he wanted to go back there, he knew they were armed. He wanted to actually go on and cheer them on. Yes, you know? he did. And the fact that so many people that were close to him have kept silent, I think, is also unconscious. And uh, what's the word? You know, the, 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 there's no morality in what they've done. Unconscionable, or whatever it is. That's yes, that's an, unconscionable is a good word. Yeah.
0: Yes, yes, absolutely yeah.
1: yes. You know, I, I just I just find it staggering that that there's no you know, that there's nobody standing up on the on the Republican side and recognising what Trump stood for because I think it'll be an absolute tragedy. I don't know how, how long it's gonna take if he comes back into power and you get a Republican party that represents the values that were exposed on January the sixth. You know, I just I don't know where it will go. And and how it'll you know, how it will explode. So when you talk about America, yes, I think you're absolutely right in what you and how you describe it.
0: Yeah. yeah. And of course, it'll get worse if the economic situation does deteriorate. In other words, the, it does go into recession and maybe even there's a, a sort of a mini version of stagflation. People then will, will become more radical and you know, there, 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 can be, there can be some trouble. And it's not good for markets. Markets yes. don't like that sort of uncertainty that, and that, 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 that disruption. It doesn't matter how yeah, many Googles and, uh, or, and metas and everything else that you own. Uh, the fact is uh, that if the because sentiment is is, is, is uncertain then unfortunately yep. it, it, it can only you lead get, to some it, sort it, of disaster you get midterm
1: elections yeah mm. you get midterms where where the republicans take the house and maybe even the senate who knows and then america's ungovernable nothing happens for two years you know mm-hmm. and i think don't ignore what's happening in the supreme court you know the majority of the people dislike them and do not believe they're doing a good job you know so they are not playing for the majority this is this is the Supreme Court that's supposed to I don't know what their what their role is how it's described in the Constitution but I think uh, I don't know what kind of America they are trying to shape it's certainly not an America that is supported by the majority of people and that's where I, I just you know when you have an America that is like it is at the moment uh, you don't know what comes next you know uh, sp- particularly where you still have Putins where you still have China, you know, where you still have people with uh, nuclear arms in, this, you know, in, the, in, the, in the East, in Asia and so on, uh, you need a very strong America. And it, so what, what you say, I, I don't, you know, it's a very concerning situation.
0: It is very concerning. Uh, David, only five weeks to go till the start of the football season. Yeah. Your, your team has uh, bought uh, Gabriel Jesus from Manchester City for a snip at £45 million. Pounds. They bought the Portuguese youngster, who's as yet unproven, but obviously they see something. You must be quite um, enthusiastic about August the 6th. Well, actually, your, your first game is August the 5th, the Friday night game.
1: Uh, yeah, I hope they get off to a good start. You know, at least they're showing some intent. By mm. buying, by propping up their uh, squad, mm. uh, it was a bit. You know, that's why they never got into fourth position. It was very thin, and then one or two injuries. If if all of those uh, party comes back and they've got a decent team, they got a chance of, of of holding where they are. You know, and they, they were they were looking decent towards the end. But uh, you know, the trouble is, Lindsay, we always start off with hope. You know what I mean? Yeah. We always start with a great it hope. Soon game, disappears. So they yeah. just gotta put a couple of games together. You know, win the first two or three, whatever it is. So I'm just hoping that this is a better season than we've had for so many years now. Anyway, I think uh, you know, some of the purchases are good. So let's 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 hope. I don't know what the other teams have got. I haven't seen anything.
0: Well, Manchester City what, have just are... bought um, Calvin Phillips from Leeds United. They've also bought Erling Haaland, and I tell you something: Manchester United haven't made one signing yet, which is fantastic. Oh, no. And uh, Eric uh, um, Dentog, from, who's come from um, mm. Ajax. I've seen all the reports, and every single uh, chap that he's trying to buy is Dutch. He, he hasn't cast his net very wide, so it's. Good. It, you know, I, I, c- I can only see he this.
1: Knows, then, you reckon? Yeah, I, I oh, can yeah, only yoi. see
0: this is going to end in, in tears, this Eric Hag, oh, he's, he's not a Manchester United manager, sorry. Man United oh, fans. Yo, yeah. <laughs> All right, Moustache. Thank you very much, David. David okay. Shapiro is from Sassan yeah. Securities, and that was Shapiro World. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position